You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Half Hour. Hello and welcome to Half Hour, a new podcast through Two Worlds Entertainment. I'm Richie Grass, Artistic Director. And I'm Jeff Malone, Executive Director. We are here to bring you a casual conversation on the shows, films, concerts, and music events that we see and observe throughout our careers. This conversation will feature spoilers, so make sure you see or listen to the piece we have been discussing um, before continuing on with listening to this episode. You have been warned. Woo-hoo. <clears throat> We're on to our seventh episode today, Mr. Jeff. Wow. Um, and that is bringing us to a discussion on what the Constitution means to me currently on Amazon Prime. <clears throat> and I'm going to do my little spiel okay. of background information for those of you who maybe just saw it out of the blue and now want to know a little bit more about it. So... What the Constitution Means to Me is a 2017 American play um, that was on Broadway shortly after, written by Heidi Schreck. It is the Heidi Schreck experience. I feel it's all her, Um, but not 100% her because we do have some people involved directed by Oliver Butler. Um, It was a Tony nomination for Best Play, and it was a 2019 finalist for Pulitzer Prize for Drama. It is set in an American Legion Hall in Wenatchee, Washington. Sorry, I hope I pronounced that correctly. (laughs) Um, We had actor Mike Iveson playing the moderator. And then at the end, we had, um, you know, alternating performances to high school debate um, contestants with her. We had Rosdaly Cyprian and Thursday Williams in this Amazon Prime recording. We had Rosdaly, but if you see in the credits, Thursday was there. And uh, when we saw it on Broadway, Thursday was the um, moderator um, debate person with yes, her so. not moderate debate the her co-debater there so we got to see both yeah yeah exactly lucky us <laughs> and fun fun fact about this as well this filmed version was directed by marielle heller oh. and a lot of people might know marielle heller as an actor playing alma wheatley in the queen's gambit so she is um who played the plays the mom in um that show so for those of you who watch the queen's mm. gambit she's an actor in that and she directed the film production of this well it's her we just started the queen's we Canada, did yeah so, so i and so I, I thought that'd be fun something fun to throw at you live here on the podcast i did not tell jeff that at the time so that's kind of cool oh interesting um yeah wait so she, but she didn't direct she directed the amazon prime filmed production of this okay. but the play itself is directed by oliver butler interesting <clears throat> yeah um, and just so you all know for those of you listening jeff and i did see this live in the theater um a few years back on Broadway and we now have seen this Amazon Prime um, experience of it. Different. For me, it was very different. 
um, I experienced it very differently. Sometimes, I, I know when we talked last time with Hamilton, I was like, oh, it was similar, but the camera was close up at times. And I was in the balcony for Hamilton, and we were, you know, we were in the balcony for Hamilton, and we were in the balcony for this. So I thought, okay. We were in the orchestra. No, we were upstairs for we what were. the Constitution means to me. Yes. Yes, I 100% remember. Were we in the front row? Yeah, we were close up. So maybe it felt like that. I know we were upstairs. Oh. <laughs> I, like, I can, like, specifically remember it. But we were upstairs for that. <clears throat> okay. So, <laughs> so, um, but, and so, yes, the whole, oh, the camera is closer for sure. But I, I, if you want to talk about that difference or similarity first, or you want to just talk of the piece as a whole, where do you want to kind of go first? Mm, we could talk about that first. Yeah. The, that didn't hit me as much this time. The mm -hmm. only thing I guess from a director's standpoint, um, for this film diversion was she put the camera angle on the audience at all the right times. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that was where I think she triggered a whole, like, you should be feeling something here. So let me actually show you how the, the audience was feeling in that moment what, with what was going on on stage. But she also did it from a behind the stage point of view, which you never get that really mm -hmm. in a, a filmed version of a mm -hmm. stage show. So right. that I that I really appreciated. And I guess that was something different. You know, you heard Heidi speaking and then you saw the audience at the same time. And for me, I always like to sometimes look at the audience. I guess that's like my director. I like, yeah. how is the audience taking this right now? Not like for my own sake, just like how is this piece being interpreted live right now? And so that, yeah, yes. Because it's almost like validation. Like I'm feeling this way. <laughs> Um, how are these other people feel? Or when, you know, and sometimes we gauge that with laughter and applause. Mm -hmm. And so with this, it was like the camera was going to the people throughout the audience and you, and you were experiencing that. So that was the major difference for me. Also seeing some of those close-ups really important to me, seeing her um, yeah. emotions throughout all the... And, and, and for me also to see the set design better, especially the photos behind her. That lurked more for me now than it did in the theater because there was this, oh my gosh, this presence of these many, many, many men behind her. And I felt yeah. that more being zoomed in with the camera than I did That was back. something we definitely talked about after the show. It's like you, you're in this American Legion setting and you just see all these photos of men, and white men, right. watching her speak. Yeah, and with the close-ups of this um, filmed version, it was like I really saw their face, and it almost it almost looked like they wanted to say something mm -hmm. to her, mm -hmm. and you don't know what it was. They were this ghostly presence, yes. for sure. They were there. They were people that came before her. They were people that the Constitution benefited. Yes, and it was super interesting to see these faces up close and personal on these walls. Yeah, and I think the set design was really cool like that. Um, and so I really benefited from that, from this Amazon Prime experience, for sure. Um, but, you know, another thing I want to bring up here is this, is this sense of audience. And I feel like... When I was, I remember being that audience. I remember hearing people hysterically laughing at times. I remember hearing people crying. I remember feeling those emotions. There was something about seeing this in the live theater setting that I felt that I still felt it this time. And seeing people feeling it really brought raw emotion to me as well. But there was something about sitting in that theater. And I remember thinking to myself, oh gosh, this audience in a pretty liberal open-minded city in the united states of america with theater goers and 
Is this the audience for this piece? Sure, because she's clearly, people are really enjoying it and the New York audiences and even tourist audience are experiencing it. Mm -hmm. Do I feel like a play like this should be toured around the nation as she has been before the pandemic? Yes. Mm -hmm. And do I feel like it should be done everywhere? Like I, this should be done in Legion Halls. This should be done in, 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 in small towns. I feel like the whole country needs to see this. And now that Amazon Prime has brought it to, the world and internationally i think that that's really 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 great that any person in america no matter your age your gender your orientation your race can see this and experience this you know yeah because i sit on the fence with it because mm -hmm. being in that room is very um different it's immersive mm -hmm. you're part of this show this is not just like a you know, she's up on the stage and we're watching a show. This is like, you're part of it. You're listening, you're interacting, you're forming your opinion because you know, what does the constitution also mean to you? Mm -hmm. And what have, like, does this trigger anything that has gone on in your life? Mm -hmm. That's something that I don't know necessarily if someone watching this at home is going to get. Mm -hmm. Because it's, I, I just feel like it's not the same feeling. And I'll go back to that word immersive. I, again, was not fully immersed into this show because why? It already had happened. It was recorded. It is seen. Now, when I'm at something, I, I'm like, okay, I'm here. I'm part of this. I'm living in this moment. Mm -hmm. This is actually happening now mm -hmm. and is real. So I hope it does the same thing um, mm. for people. Yeah, and, and then I also think about the different types of platforms, and I say to myself, what? Why was this not a podcast? Why was this not a TED Talk? Why was this not a um, a, a conference that people can go to and listen to? Her? She used the theater, the art form of theater, to write a play. Because don't forget, this is not just something she just she has rehearsed this. She mm -hmm. has written this. She has spent years crafting this. This is an American play from start to finish. She even has that one line where she's like, oh, I didn't write anything for him yet, so he can't interrupt yeah. me. Like, things like that. And I think what's so important is we have to remember so many times that theater is political. Theater can be political. Theater can be hot button. Yes. Theater can be... Um, sometimes divisive we're at the end here and how did this audience feel did some people want to abolish this constitution or did some people not and and but theater can also bring people together maybe people who felt like wow this was the first time i sat in a large group setting and heard topics like women's issues gender and orientation supreme court issues immigration talked about like that in the theater setting this is not a oh let's go let's go see that big splashy musical on stage and have a great time and then leave and go have dinner this is a, oh, because I remember leaving that theater with you, Jeff, and I remember saying, oh, we have to talk about this, mm -hmm. and I need to go let many people know, see this. And we had seen, like, the last week or two. I think we were we were towards the end. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, don't, I don't... Yeah, we were, because we saw, we, we did a matinee. And, we did a matinee, yeah, and we, and we saw uh, a matinee. I had to go back to work after. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, yeah, we did like, that in the middle. Oh, yeah, we I had... don't want to go back now. <laughs> there was so much to talk about after this, mm -hmm. but that's why to touch on what you're saying like i i don't see this as a podcast or like a radio show mm -hmm. or anything like that because she needed to show that immersive part of this you mm -hmm. had to feel like you were actually part of this especially when she immediately starts and she's like okay the audience you're all a bunch of old white men mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and listen to the story as if you were that mm -hmm. and 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 i and so What's interesting to me is she has these moments of 
factual, okay, we're going to talk about these dates. We're going to talk about these times. The Supreme mm-hmm. Court then. This didn't happen till then. And I'm, I'm hearing this, and similar to our podcast last week with Hamilton, I'm thinking to myself, wow, I'm learning more in two hours here than I yeah. did possibly in years in in social studies classes in my life, just in terms of not, you know, not everything, but in terms of some of these constitution and amendment specifics. And then from a theater standpoint, I'm very impressed with how seamlessly she blends in her personal life because it's yeah. about making this constitution personal and everybody can do that. Mm-hmm. You can be someone who is a first generation American and make it personal. You can be a fifth or sixth generation American and making it personal right. and you can, everybody can directly relate to this. So I was very impressed with how interwoven that was. Let me give you some facts. Let me give you some personal life. Let me give you some facts. Let me give you some personal life. And I, and that's where the emotion and the theater element came in for me. And I think that's what she's kind of saying here, that like deeply personal issues are political. Mm. And some people don't want to think that they are. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can say what you want about that. You know, who was this constitution designed for? You know, Mm. and are the people that are saying that the ones that are like, (laughs) stop making personal issues a, a part of politics. Just, you know, live your life. Well, some people can't, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. not to go to serious town, but no, let's for real, like not everyone gets to live the life that they want to live. And if you say that to someone like, just live your life, it means that the constitution probably was designed for you, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And, and what's, what's fascinating to me is how you would think as she's kind of breaking this constitution, these amendments apart. Are there moments where an audience can think, oh, does she not like the Constitution? Does she hate the history of it? There's, It's actually quite the opposite. She loves it. She yeah. has lived and breathed it. She has studied it so much that she knows what is wrong with it. Yes. She knows what needs to be fixed. She knows where the future can be. And what does she do at the end? She brings in a high school black girl to come in and talk about it with her she doesn't bring in a a man she doesn't bring in someone her own age she brings in someone who is so smart and educated on this at 15 that she was Mm -hmm. she was 15 Mm -hmm. and now here's a, a really smart talented educated woman of color here talking about how this constitution affects her now and the next generation that is really impressive from from a political standpoint and a theater standpoint and on personal levels they both look at the constitution very differently Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. they're both women but they're both very different women Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and how does the constitution work for them or work against them Mm. you know yeah and 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 i think that what is fascinating to me about heidi shrek as well and i think i said this to you after i saw it i said can i meet this person can this person do (laughs) can this can i take a college course with this person like what is her next thing is there a next thing it's someone who's so educated and so smart, but also so personable. Right. Someone who you can sit and talk to about these things. And it's almost like she did this eight times a week on Broadway. And I would have sworn it was the first time she was doing it. Not because of mm-hmm. nerves or because the energy is there. Because the raw emotion, the tears, the laughter, the comedy. It's a, it's a whole experience. And I really, I'm going to be honest with you. I, the way she tells this story, I can picture her mother. Yes. I can picture her grandmother. I can picture her great-great-grandmother. Yeah. I can picture these people. I see it. Yeah. And 
with theater doesn't have to paint the picture. She didn't have to have a slideshow behind her. No. Here is my mother. Here is she didn't have to you she she is a storyteller. She right. painted the picture in our minds. I didn't need anything else. Mm -hmm. But what did help her was having Mike the moderator there. Right. That was nice. That gave her a little bit of a breathing moment. Let me get a glass of water while he can talk for a minute. And then, look, in the few minutes he spoke, when he wasn't the Legion person, when he took that shirt off and he was just there as Mike, he had a struggle story. Here's right. a white man who we think, okay, he's sitting there. She chose a white man to sit there with her the whole time. And he had a struggle story with his orientation. Mm -hmm. And it was as simple as, this is what I wore and I was punched in the face for it. Mm -hmm. Wow, we don't know what all of our struggles are. We all carry some sort of a struggle, some very different than others. Right. But we, who would, would you have ever thought that that was going to come out of his mouth in the five minutes no, he had to I speak mean, on stage? Not at all. Fascinating storytelling yes. from that perspective. And, 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 and when really you look at, when you kind of look at the show too, it's like, it kind of is set up like you're at a comedy show <coughs> in a mm. way, you know? And that's what's interesting. You know, she has, like, her little index cards, and she goes back to it, and she brings up topic points, and, like, each topic point has a different story, mm -hmm. very similar to how comedy is set up mm -hmm. when you go and see it, and uh, when you look at it from that way. But, you know, I, I found that a part that really hit me within this show was the choice you have to make when you're in a situation. Mm -hmm. So... What's we, what I find very interesting in this country is, like, if you're about to make a choice, whether you say yes to someone or no to someone, and whether that's, like, they're about to kill you, they're about to rape you, they're about to rob you, whatever it is, that choice is probably going to defy you for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And she sets up different stories because the Constitution actually has not protected people after they have gone through their situations. And that, to me, really stood out. It's like, no one... She she goes through her story where she's like, um, I was in a car with a man, and I never thought he would attack me or anything like that, but, like, I felt like I had to have sex with him because if I said no, he could beat me up. Mm. Why why do we have to think that way? Mm. That that was a, That's a, a strong part that hit me, especially when she goes into the, the other story about, I don't know, the... Um, the, the woman with the, the two children. children yep, in the, the case from Colorado, right? Right, the, that case. And the husband kills the children. And the Supreme Court actually says, like, it, it The police didn't have to, right? Protect or, her. Yeah, or shall. They were talking about the word shall. Shall. And Anthony Scalia and that whole... And, when, and you know what I think she's really impressive about? She played a few select audio clips from some of these Supreme yeah. Court cases. And you sit there, and I don't think she's trying to... It, she's just exposing a raw audio footage of a Supreme Court case. She's not altering it. She's not painting it in this way. And when I'm like, okay, let's see what she plays. And she plays it. And we're like, wait a second. This is what the conversation was literally about. This word, this right. one word. These people who sit in these lifetime appointed seats. Yeah. I was shocked. I was like, oh my gosh. But that's just raw, real footage of a real Supreme Court here. We're not exposing something that shouldn't have. And so that's why I'm like, oh, Lord. And there's probably <laughs> so many more, Jeff. There's probably, well, there's she could have gone on for hours there's about. There's definitely a ton. And what, what kind of is shocking to me is like, these are people and they interpret the Constitution the way that they want to interpret mm. it. These justices. So what's interesting now is like, Within what the last year we okay. had a we had a new judge appointed. Well, we we saw this play 
with Ruth Bader Ginsburg living, holding a seat on the U.S. Supreme Court. We have now seen it today, a couple years later, yeah. on Amazon Prime, with Rest in Peace RBG, mm-hmm. new Supreme Court seat filled by a woman, yes. but her seat was filled under the Trump administration, now with a new incoming administration, and a president who was just impeached for the second time. I mean, I'm just spewing facts here. This is only two years. It's not like I saw this play 30 years ago and now all this change. So I saw it from a different emotional and mental capacity too. I saw it with our own struggles as a country then Mm -hmm. and now. And guess what? I could watch this again a year from now and there could be a whole other thing going on in the country then. Right, and you're going to... I wrote down a quote that Amy Barrett Cohen has... Call me Barrett. That she said about um, the constitution Mm -hmm. and she said i understand it to have the meaning that it had at the time people ratified it Mm -hmm. it does not change over time and it is not up to me to update it Mm. what does that mean to you um that sounds to me like the constitution was written and and other than maybe adding some amendments which have clearly happened Mm -hmm. that we're just going to keep this a set in stone document that doesn't change whereas Heidi Shrek saying this is living this is breathing this needs to move this needs to change with the times some of the founding fathers have even said that it needs to change with the generations to come so for her to say that sounds to me like it doesn't sound like the seat held before her RBG, you know, it sounds like, I mean, it sounds like someone very different holding that seat saying, no, I'm just going to read this and whatever case comes my way, it's going to go based on what was hundreds of years ago written on a piece of paper. Right. And for me, it's like, how does that, how does that happen? This is why uh, we, this is why we have different people in these seats. There's nine seats. And over years we've seen, you know, and and going back to RBG, I thought it was really great when she played that audio clip of her saying, well, I'll know there's enough women on the Supreme Court when there are nine. And, and we've had a few, but not nearly as many as we could or the represent, like in my opinion, the representation, representation on the Supreme Court should be nine people that show that are the faces of the nation, people who represent all cultures, genders, orientations, ages of life and it hasn't done that for many 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 years now we're starting to though we are starting to see different representation on the supreme court people of color women of color we are starting to see that move in the right direction is it slow moving yeah sure because these are lifetime seats they're they these these people the supreme court we see now could change very little in the next 5 10 15 20 years and, and we don't will change we see little. a president change every four or eight years we see different seats in senate change sometimes sometimes not sometimes in the congress but with and those seats they don't change very right. often if they want to stay on the seat and they until they die that's what mm-hmm. they'll do mm-hmm. so know? i mean you know I, I i just keep going back to heidi schreck here and i go back to these topics she brings up she goes to and i brought this up earlier in terms of personal she has personal stories i always have said um, theater is storytelling telling Mm -hmm. a story and i saw these stories she brought justice to life for her family the female members of her family she's very educated on this i hope that she uses theater as a platform to continue her work i would literally sit there and hear her talk about even another topic it doesn't even have to be politics i wonder what her next thing will be but she's taken her two passions of her life politics and theater and she molded them together into this a pulitzer prize winning <laughs> i'm not winning oh, i'm so sorry she was a finalist i wish it was a winning but it was 2019 finalist for the pulitzer prize for drama and what an accomplishment 
in in this. I, I was just blown away yeah. from a the theatrical perspective. And so it kind of brings us to a question I want to ask you as we're getting ready to wrap this up. Would you keep the U.S. Constitution or would you abolish it? We kind of were thinking that when we were sitting in the theater, like, oh, they're going to call on someone. And we watched the debate mm-hmm. and we kind of, you know, they didn't ask every audience member, but not, not, you don't even have to answer that if you don't want. But <laughs> would you abolish it? Would you keep it? Would you do both? I kind of have an answer for it, but that was the big question at the end of the piece. So to ask you that here, what are your... Uh... I guess my simple answer is I would have to do more work on actually understanding the mm. Constitution as a whole piece than to say abolish it mm-hmm. or keep it um i agree with them in some ways where the keeping of it and making amendments to it based on the generation that we're in now could work but again i think i would need to do more work on understanding the constitution and understanding it for all people not just for me sure and you know the way i think of it is i'm going to take the easy road out unfortunately <laughs> here and say that it's kind of both and I know that that's like, oh, anybody can say that, right? But if I had to choose, you know, I, I I feel like there are parts of it that need to be changed. There are parts of it that really protect people. But even the amendments and the parts that protect people could even be reworded where, you, you know, they talk about using words like people, citizen, mm-hmm. woman. Those are really important words. So I, it's interesting how the Supreme Court can sit and debate the word shall <laughs> on taxpayer dime, on taxpayer time, shall, <laughs> shall, 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 shall. But we don't sit and spend hours and hours talking about the word person versus human versus citizen versus woman versus man. And, and that's very interesting to me too. You but know? That's always kind of just like, that's people in general. Do people, I don't know if everyone necessarily cares about everyone else. Mm. So mm. hopefully you have the right people in these political seats that are, caring of all people and mm-hmm. not just themselves or not just their kind mm-hmm. because we are a one nation mm. and um sometimes it doesn't look that way mm. and yeah well, well i was gonna say we i feel like um when she talks about other countries rewording recreating constitutions mm-hmm. and we hear about ours and it's and and we you know we, we haven't had an amendment passed in a while you know, right. why? Why? You know, we have to ask that question. We need to say, is there a need for it? I think there are a few that are floating that are certainly right. They talk about the Equality Act. They talk about some of these that are floating. Well, you know, let's make sure that these amendments really do. She talked about the Ninth Amendment a lot. These need to be honoring and respecting all people. Yeah. And and until we are all equal in that way and people are going to continue interpreting things as no it's not then we need to have those discussions we need to put those people in office to make sure we are creating the right amendments for this and that's what it also comes down to too someone you know do you want to abolish the constitution or do you want to just keep adding amendments is it both interesting it could be both Mm -hmm. i mean something that gets touched on a little bit is about like um people that are born on usa soil Mm. we talked about that a lot and is that what's happening in this country today? You know, are they a citizen or are they put in cages at borders? Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it's scary. It's crazy. And she, like I said, she could have been talking about a million things. I, I know she really focused on women's issues mainly. And I, I learned things. I learned things about birth control. I learned things about marriages a long time ago, husbands and wives and children and how the, 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 the voting rights. I mean, mm-hmm. we learned about so many, and, and I'm just, 
I educated myself on so much of this just from this play. It really is amazing how much you can really educate yourself just from theater itself too. And I don't really think that this piece is one-sided. Mm. People will look at it immediately and say it's one-sided and it's super liberal and it's whatever. But like this is up for you to watch and have an open mind mm. and put yourself in someone else's shoes. That's one thing I always think because I, I we don't leave our own shoes enough. To, mm -hmm. to know how mm -hmm. someone else feels mm -hmm. and, and that could be looked at in two ways well i feel this way so this is the way that it should be but that's not necessarily always true mm -hmm. um so enlighten yourself a little bit maybe on other people's feelings as well um you know just putting that and, out and there. that's why i always I, I i know i keep bringing it back to theater and the art form of theater mm -hmm. but there i think it's impressive that theater can make us have these conversations we can talk about this she knew that theater was the outlet for this because it was going to bring lots of live audiences and people were going to talk about it it was going to be talked about at dinner tables it's going to be talked about over the phone when you call somebody you say i remember leaving there what did i say did i say i said everybody in my life needs to see this play mm -hmm. and i have a, we have a lot of people in our life that are all ends of the political spectrum right. all ends of the country and it's almost i never left a play where i was like a lot of times i leave musicals or play i'm like oh this person would love that we should tell them oh this person would hate that i don't know if they i just feel like everyone should see this and just and create people, your own opinions on people it people will dislike it and people will yeah like but it. just and see it just to but, listen to something she's stating you know. a lot of facts there are a lot of facts there and i think that we and and like i said her humanistic quality was coming out this was a woman who was educated and smart, but also so kind and personal. You want to right. hug her at the end. You want to say, can I buy you a cup of coffee? Can we go talk about this? When's the next play coming out? Right. You know, and that, when you leave a theater like that, it makes you believe, wow, wow, what is the future artistic career for this woman? And I hope we see more things because yeah. she's very, very, very And talented. just know that after you see this and you talk to someone about it, everyone's going to have a different conversation sure. with you. Sure. So anyway. <gasps> there it is. Time to wrap this up. Well, we really enjoyed seeing this. It's nice when we see things live and then you see it recorded like this when we're in this pandemic and, and, and to compare and contrast those both experiences but still talk about it. So yeah. really, really, really nice. So thank you all so much for being here today. We hope you enjoyed this and if you want to comment if you want to like comment follow us on our social media platforms you can engage in conversation with us we have youtube channel we have facebook instagram twitter all these wonderful right. outlets so please and if you're not comfortable posting it publicly send us a message on our website mm. we just would love to know what people are thinking about these pieces that we're recommending mm -hmm. and having conversations yes, about yes um we're having a lot of fun with this podcast and also anything that you want us to review or have a conversation about let us know for sure <laughs> so please make sure you follow two worlds entertainment on facebook instagram twitter youtube and for now we're gonna say goodbye i'm richie and i'm jeff saying goodbye for now ta-ta bye Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E 
org because only together we rise. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.